and welcome back to the podcast today. Pass it to Patrick. NBA playoffs in full swing. Miami Heat knock off the Philadelphia 76ers the other night. Loved to see it. And I'll tell you a little bit why. Why I think Miami uh, won that game. I think they wanted it a little more. Um, I do believe that Joel Embiid had been sulking about not winning the MVP award. Uh, Jokic won that. And I think that affected Embiid a little bit. He looked tired the last couple games, sluggish, wasn't his self, um, wasn't himself. And I just, I feel like that wore off on the other teammates. Also, how does James Harden not shoot the three ball? (laughs) Uh, I don't understand that in the fourth quarter. He didn't launch up many threes. They seem uninspired to win that game. And, you know, Jimmy Butler got a rebound. He shot the ball. Air, or not air ball, but missed. He ran up and grabbed his own rebound, and he was just shocked. Lack of motivation, lack of effort. You know, it's funny, they trade Ben Simmons, kind of ironic, for not shooting enough, and James Harden doesn't shoot enough. <laughs> I don't blame Doc Rivers one bit. I do think Doc Rivers will take the fall for this. I don't believe uh, there's any way that Doc Rivers uh, is coaching that team next year. It's not his fault, for sure. It's not his fault, but I don't, I, I, I don't see him coaching that team. And uh, yeah, his team, his team did that to him. They did. They cost him his job, and they went the extra mile and showed an uninspired uh, game too. And that, that's going to cost him his job. You just, you, you can't get beat like that. <laughs> you just can't. And uh, I think the reason they lost that game was just Joel Embiid, uninspired. I just think he was upset. Look, the MVP award, I admit, it's very up and down. I, I don't necessarily understand it when it comes to who wins it and who doesn't. I've, I've lost a lot of respect for it because all in all, even though Jokic, he's very deserving of it, he's had a great statistical year, I was of the mindset that it would be a little bit closer for Embiid to grab it even though I thought Jokic had the better year, I figured more people would be on Embiid's side, you know, because led the league in scoring, took his teams to the playoffs, he didn't have Ben Simmons uh, for half the year, and, you know, I mean, he didn't have Ben Simmons, he didn't have that next star for a good half of the season. So I just figured that, all in all, he would win MVP considering all that he had to overcome, but no, it was Jokic, and he couldn't get past that. And then you kind of saw it a few weeks back. Uh, they don't they don't want to vote for me. They don't like me. Maybe it's because I'm in Philly. He was creating a lot of excuses for why he's not going to win. And I just didn't like that at all. I thought he should have, you know, showed a little more maturity there. And kind of just, you know, leaned into it's up to the voters. I hope I win. Um, whatever they decide is fine with me. Uh, I'm just focused on winning the finals. And I think instead of coming off kind of narcissistic and defensive, if he would have come off just a little bit more humbled and gracious to the voters, I think that would have paid off. I think one of the reasons the voters went for Jokic is one, Jokic had great stats. He was the only star on that team. Uh, You know, that big contributor that is. And all in all, I don't think he ruffled enough feathers or ruffled any feathers. I, I think Embiid ruffled more feathers and you know after 
this last playoff game, 76ers versus Miami. Embiid says James Harden, uh, Philadelphia 76ers need to be more aggressive and toughen up in order to break through. Um, it starts with you, Embiid, and showing your dominance. Um, I, I've seen a trend with Joel Embiid, and this goes back years um, – since he's been in the league, it always seems like he has that injury, you know, that Anthony Davis injury prone. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons they haven't gotten over the hump and made the finals. You know, it, it's that same old thing. If if he could stay healthy, I believe they could make way more of a run. And this is almost a cultural thing with the 76ers too. So, you know, years back before Embiid, they were tanking on purpose and they called it the process. And that's, you know, Joel Embiid's nickname, The Process. That's what he goes by, because it's the process. We lose a bunch, throw games, and then we get one of the best players. We get, you know, multiple first-round picks, number one picks in the draft for five years or so. It was crazy, something like that. And when they got those, you know, you thought to yourself at the time, this is just weird. Why are they getting all these first-round picks? What's going on? And then they come out and, you know, it's the process. But that's a terrible, that's a terrible mindset to have as a franchise. It just is. Um, you don't win and have a winning culture when you've built everything on a losing mindset. You know, and I think that's something that plagues uh, this team, too, more internally. To get here, we had to throw a lot of seasons and a lot of games to get to this point. And yeah, it worked out there in the playoffs, but I think they don't have that mindset. I really don't. And I think Embiid, he should have been way more dominant in some of these games. He's got to give you more than the statistical stats that he gave you. Got to be way more dominant. Just way more. And I think that's where the 76ers stand. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason with uh, James Harden, if he'll be back, if he's going to run it back. I think he would be smart to. I don't know what the market value is for Harden. He had a huge game, and people thought, oh, he's back. He's going to, you know, he had that 30-point game in this series. And, you know, he reverted back to what he's been the last half of the season, and that's mediocre. Good role player. That's what he's been. So, all in all, it'll be interesting to see what the 76ers do. They're out of it, though, and Miami's moving on. And Jimmy Butler, I bet the 76ers wish they had Jimmy Butler. I really do. Because Jimmy Butler, he's balling out. Um, 43 minutes, 32 points, 13-29, 8 rebounds, 4 assists in this last game to close out the series. I loved it. Uh, he showed that fighter mentality. And I think 76ers fans uh, wish they had Jimmy Butler. I really do. And, you know, it was the whole thing of Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler when he was there. Who were they going to pay? They didn't want to pay him both. They went with Tobias Harris. And all in all, you know, Jimmy Butler came out and said, Tobias Harris over me? Yeah, and truly, really, they're going to go with Harris over him? <laughs> uh, biggest mistake by Philly. Uh, and interesting offseason for the 76ers ahead. Uh, like I said, Harden and Embiid, I believe, will be running it back next year. So, you know, something that happened also in the NBA playoffs um, is the Warriors and the Memphis game. Now, interesting series. This is by far the most. They played today. They played uh, tonight. And even though Golden State's got a 3-2 lead and they're going to be at the Warriors, so I believe 100% tonight the Warriors will close out this series. I think Draymond Green with that crowd, Jordan Poole, 
you got Steph, you got Clay. I think they're going to show their maturity tonight and close out the series. But you have to be very careful. Because what I saw from the Warriors in that 95-134 blowout in Memphis, it scared me a little bit. It is. I, it did. I don't think you can be a Golden State Warriors fan and not be like kind of freaked out by that. I mean, Stephen Curry only put up 14 points. Draymond, 5 points. Uh, Kaminga, he had 17 points. <laughs> uh, you know, and Klay Thompson, only 19 points. Uh, something just... It's like very streaky with the Warriors right now. They're having very good highs and then weird, awkward, bad lows. You know, I mean, they came out and they won, you know, uh, game four in Warriors. And the thing was, though, even though they won that game, it was a very sloppy performance up until the last few minutes. And I just I, I wasn't a fan of how they won that game. I really wasn't. But they won it. In spite of a lot of things. And the fact is, Ja Morant isn't on the floor. And give give props to Memphis, because Memphis, even without their star player, they've shown this um, throughout the whole season, that even if they don't have Ja, they're pulling these games out and winning them. You know, Desmond Bain, you got Brooks, you got Jerron Jackson, you got a lot of these guys... Uh, that are key players that are really, and I mean really giving it their all. And when you get in Memphis, the Golden State Warriors cannot have this game go back to Memphis for a Game 7. They can't. They know they have to close it out tonight. If they go back to Memphis, even though I think they would still win, it would be so extremely hard for them to win. It would. With Clay not playing the defensive end as well as he did a few years back, and rightfully so, he had that injury. He's still getting back to his old ways. And him and Steph just seem a little bit off from the three-point line. You know, they're not hitting as many threes. It They can't go back into that environment because, for one, will Jaw tough it out and play it? You know? Two, you got that Memphis crowd. And three, you got a team that can insert their dominance whenever they want. And one thing I noticed, you know, in that sloppy win that Golden State pulled out, one thing that stood out to me was Dron Jackson. He, he stood out to me because even though Golden State pulled that game out, late in that game, Dron Jackson had 21 points. He only had five rebounds. He played 34 minutes. But late in that game, I noticed that he was a dominant factor. He almost had a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Where give him the ball, he's going to go in on Draymond. And I'm really surprised that they didn't run more pick and rolls with him and just say, Jerron, <laughs> insert your dominance. You're bigger than all these guys. Golden State doesn't have the size. Uh, drive that sucker. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Because I think Memphis could have won that game if they would have done that. Now, I believe 100% it'll be uh, the Warriors versus Phoenix. I think those two teams are going to pull it out and they're going to win, of course. But why do that to yourself? Why, if you're the Golden State Warriors, put yourself in that position again where, uh-oh, there could be an upset and it's going to happen in Memphis. Got to win this game tonight. You got to. And Draymond Green, he is the catalyst of that team. He he is the glue. He, he makes that team run on the Golden State Warriors. With the emergence of Jordan Poole and him back, I just feel like... like you know, they're going to pull it out and, and win that game. Because Draymond, in that uh, that game that the Warriors won, 98-101, to 
Draymond did extremely well. Draymond, I liked what he did. He had 11 rebounds, led the team in rebounds. He had five assists and he had two points. Two points, whatever. He's not about a score. He's not He's not going to score you a lot of points. But he is that fight and that grit and that determination that the Warriors need. Because Steph and Clay are more finesse. And then he got Draymond. Draymond loves to talk. So what started out as a chippy series between these two teams has turned in to a running gun, all-in, determined two teams that are hoping to advance. But I got Golden State. I got Golden State winning. I, I just think the the veteran mindset uh, will prevail. I, I in my opinion, Memphis has been a little a little immature at times. I think they're even more immature when Jaws on the court. And I really wish John ja Morant wasn't like that. I really wish he wish he would just show a little more maturity in how he goes about um you know how he handles himself. Not dancing after three-point shots, not calling out players and teams and you know he he wants that rivalry, but until you've put that hardware on, until you've won something, just stop it. Stop it. I I don't want to hear it. Win some stuff. Win some stuff. So all in all, can't wait to watch the series. And got the Warriors winning. Yeah. And uh, that brings us to our uh, next series that we're talking about. And that is the Bucks, Or the Celtics at the Bucks tonight. Excuse me. 6.30 that game's going to kick off. And this is a huge game. Because this is one of those series, just like a lot of the the series uh this these playoffs you know lebron isn't in the playoffs and i think it's beneficial when lebron and some of the bigger stars are in the playoffs but when you have these competitive teams these young competitive teams uh, that are going all out i don't think we're getting robbed of anything in the playoffs these playoffs have been exciting i don't think we're getting robbed of anything i have the bucks going to the finals i i just do I think the Bucks will play Miami. I think they're going to win this Celtics series. They currently lead 3-2, and they're in Milwaukee tonight. They are in the same situation as Golden State. You, They're very similar series. You cannot let the Celtics come in there and win. And it, the Celtics are another interesting team because I, I love what Marcus Smart is doing. I, I think he's orchestrating that team very well. He's almost like the Draymond Green of the Celtics. And the Celtics, these games have been close. Milwaukee won that game 110 to 107. But this is where the superstars and the veterans, just like on Golden State, will come out on top. Because in that game, Giannis had 40 minutes, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and 40 points. Giannis is a different beast in the playoffs. He inserts his dominance. He's what I wish the Memphis Grizzlies would have done with Jaron Jackson. I really wish they would have, you know, run the more pick and roll with him, got him, had him, you know, slide to the rim, got him the ball, insert his dominance, because that's exactly what Giannis is doing to the Celtics. And the Celtics are missing one of their key uh, defensive players, Williams. He, I, I really hope that Robert Williams will play, because I think he is crucial in building that wall up against Giannis. I really do. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, though, will will do the same as the Golden State Warriors. They're going to show why they are the dominant team uh, tonight. I think the Milwaukee Bucks will close out the series just like Golden State will do tonight. I will be watching these games closely because this playoff basketball season, like I said, even without LeBron and even KD and Kyrie out, this basketball season has been exciting. 
these playoffs. You can't beat it. And even though we don't have a lot of the huge stars, we still got Giannis. We have a lot of young guys that are stepping up. We got Steph, Giannis. We got a lot of young guys also with them, like John Morant, that young Memphis team. Uh, We got the young Celtics team. You know, Jason Tatum, and I'll say this about Jason Tatum. There's a lot of back and forth on him because he's had a great game. He's had a bad game. Uh, But Jason Tatum had a good game even in that loss. I mean, he had 42 minutes, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 34 points. He was hitting a lot of his shots. But sometimes he disappears. And there's a few things he needs to work on with his game. Uh, You know, but I I really do believe that with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, they're going to put up a good fight. But Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo is so far, I believe... He has taken over as the best player in the NBA. LeBron is two. KD is three. I'm sorry, KD. You know, you had Kyrie, you got KD, and even if Kyrie would have played most of the season and you would have built up some chemistry, I just, I, my God. Kevin Durant, you got to step up and that in that, you know, Celtics-Nets series. And that's why I have him third. I got Giannis, LeBron, I got KD. And I think Giannis tonight, even though that's the difference between Giannis's mindset and a Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons, they hacked at Ben Simmons. Remember that series last year? They hacked at Ben Simmons and sent him to the line. But here's the difference. He was scared to go. He didn't want to go to the line. He made that very clear. He doesn't want to go to the line. But Giannis wants to go. Giannis ain't afraid of that criticism. Giannis puts his head down. Giannis attacks. He doesn't care who's in front of him. Giannis is a superstar. He's dominant. He has the right mindset. He has that mindset that even if Anthony Davis needs it, Ben Simmons needs it, um, even Jerron Jackson, excuse me, he needed it. He needed it in that game. So, look, bottom line is, it's a lot of mindset in these playoffs. It's a lot about your mindset. If Memphis pulls out the win tonight, If the Celtics pull out the win tonight, these veteran teams, they are going to be putting a lot more pressure than is needed on themselves. And one of the one of the most incredible things is uh, Chris Middleton. He's out for the Bucks. He's been out. Giannis has stepped up and that's what key superstar players do. They step up. They have a mindset. Hey, look, I don't care if I'm going to miss every free throw. I don't care if I got criticism. You better believe, as Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm putting my head down and I'm running through whatever wall you're going to put up. That's his mindset, and that's what AD That's what AD struggles with with the Lakers. He's hurt a lot. But AD, you came into the, the Lakers season out of shape, man. You just came in out of shape. <laughs> you know, I, I love I'm, – I'm not one of the old, old guys that thinks the playoffs and NBA was better in the 80s. Look. Each generation is different. Each generation is different with how they play. Um, the 80s, you could hack anyone, tackle guys, push them, uh, the bad boy Pistons. Y- you could do all that stuff. But in my opinion, the finesse and the skill set and skill level of players in today's game are incredibly, and I mean incredibly better. I mean, you can't even argue that. The, the guys are hitting their three-point shots. They're doing incredible things on the floor. The ball handling, the passing. It's I mean, look at Jokic. Jokic is one of the best passers in the NBA. He's making incredible passes. Uh, one of the top passers. Not, not for a center. Of point guards, too. 
one of the best at distributing the ball. So, in my opinion, the the 80s were great, uh, but in the game has just evolved so much. I just believe right now it's at its peak. And that's not to say that, you know, the mindset of the players in the 80s was bad. I mean, it was a rougher game back then. You had to have that, that mindset of I ain't going to get run over. And, you know, what I've seen from some younger guys, Ja Morant, they, they want these rivalries. They, they like it. So that's kind of exciting to see. You know, for a while there, everyone was friends. It was uh, kumbaya. Everyone was getting along. It, you know, it was a brotherhood. But I, I would love to see just some chippiness. I, I like to see it. I, I want to know that you want it. You know, if everyone was happy and, you know, they got lost and they're like, hey, man, great game. I, like, I love the whole Tobias Harris over me. I love, you know, jaw mocking Steph Curry, even though it is immature. And even though I he needs to win something and I hate it, I love it at the same time because it shows that he wants it. So the the, the NBA playoffs have been spectacular. They've been exciting. And I can't wait to see more out of those two series that we talked about. Um, Suns Sixers, I mean, excuse me, Suns versus Mavericks. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, I they're gonna definitely close out this series. Even though I like Luca, everything's tied. It's coming down uh, to Game Seven. It's going to be played and uh, Sunday, May fifteenth. It's come down to this Game Seven, and the it's at Phoenix. And I believe Phoenix will pull out this win. They're going to pull out the win. And it's for one key factor. It's from one key factor. And that is Chris Paul. Chris Paul, in the last game, he was somewhat quiet. He had two rebounds, four, four assists, and only 13 points. But the mindset, again, it, it's a more about mindset with some of these guys. It's more about orchestrating. And like I've said, even in that loss... Chris Paul hides a lot of your mistakes. He has this whole season. Without Chris Paul, I don't believe this team would be where they're at. They need Chris Paul. For as good as Devin Booker is, um, I have started to have my doubts about DeAndre Ayton, but thankfully they have Mikel Bridges and Crowder, uh, and Johnson's really stepped up and you know shown some growth. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, I've just... That guy needs to be more physical. That's, that's a guy that could use a little, you know chip on his shoulder, ticked off, I'm mad at the world kind of attitude because as of right now, he just doesn't really intimidate anyone. I mean, he doesn't intimidate He doesn't intimidate anyone. Uh, against Giannis, could you imagine? Giannis going to run over him. He's got to show a little more fire. But Chris Paul, I think the Suns will just win this series. They're going to be they're the better team. They're going to pull out the win. It's in Phoenix. And as of right now, I got the Suns versus Golden State. And even though I love Luka Doncic and what Luka Doncic has brought to the game, Luka is another one, one, another one of those guys. I just think he needs to shed a little weight, first off, this, this next offseason. Um, work on his three-point game and defensive skills because he's not the greatest three-point shooter. He's just not. He shoots from the three-point line. Um, it was a career high this year, 35%. <laughs> got to work on a three-point game even though he hit a, an amazing spin jumper three-pointer whatever last night the other night it, it was incredible he's still got to work on his uh three-point game he's one of those guys that he's very streaky when it comes to shots especially beyond the three-point line sometimes he's one of the best drivers in the league i mean you're freaked out by him in the lane honestly uh, but he's got to work on it 
he he makes those crazy shots that you don't expect uh, anyone to make. He makes those crazy shots. But again, I think Phoenix uh, will win this series. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton's got to show a little more fight. But, you know, I like the finals this year. I think the finals, it will be Milwaukee Bucks. And a while back, I had the Phoenix Suns. But I'm kind of interested to see if Golden State comes out dominant tonight. If they kind of are sluggish and win this game, just, you know, they're sluggish. They, they're they not the greatest. They kind of win the game, kind of like they won that other game, turn it on in the fourth quarter, but, you know, don't show a lot of fight in the other quarters. I could very well see the Phoenix Suns winning that series easily, and it'll be Phoenix versus Milwaukee. But I would love to see a Milwaukee versus Golden State. It would be a very cool series. It would be a lot of stars, and I think that would be great for the league right now. Even though Phoenix has a lot of stars, they don't have Steph, Clay, or Draymond. And that's pretty much the NBA playoffs right now. Exciting times. Who's going to host the trophy? I don't know, but I, I can't wait to see it. And, you know, in other NBA news, it has been talked about so much with the media. It's been talked about. And I want to talk a little bit about the Lakers close out the podcast you know way back when it when it came to the cowboys i called the cowboys those are different families i called the cowboys um the rich kids rich parents family where they're gonna give the kids whatever they want they're gonna give the kids whatever they want and it you know the kids are spoiled they know they're spoiled and they're gonna take advantage of it and i called the cowboys that because Jerry's the father who just writes the checks and gives whatever his players wants, even if they're not performing that well. Well, the Lakers are in that same category. They're not as spoiled as the Cowboys players. But the accountability that Russell Westbrook showed this last offseason when he said, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, whatever, there were no expectations this year. You can't have that. You just can't have that. Um, LeBron James is the only player on that team that I would keep. Everyone else, trade. Tradable. Trade them. Move them. Um, do I think they will? No. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can get out of a lot of the Russell Westbrook trade. But this is a team that is letting their players, just like a spoiled a kid would, they're letting them run around, do whatever they want, show no motivation. There's only, there's only one player that's showing the motivation, and that's LeBron James. And I don't know if it's just recent, but these teams like the Lakers, uh, they, they're they normally in the finals. This is very weird to not see this team in the finals, just as it's weird with the Cowboys. And I, I love this, personally, because throughout the years, what have the Lakers been? They're the most stable franchise. They're the team that... Uh, everyone wants to be. They're the team that everyone wants to go to and play for. Uh, you want to come to us and you want to win our championships. It's almost the Yankees syndrome, too. The Lakers, Yankees, and Cowboys. You're starting to see the dysfunction show through with Jeannie Buss. I don't know who's running that team. Is it Rob Palinka, LeBron, or Jeannie Buss? I don't know. What's going on with the Yankees? They ain't winning, they ain't winning pennants anymore. Cowboys, are you kidding me? It's been 20-some years since they've won a Super Bowl. Over 20-some years. So, the, like, come on. The dysfunction is starting to throw sh sh uh, show through. Uh, Jerry Jones, he loves just flying off the handle and saying whatever he wants when he wants. He loves that attention. 
and there's a few families spoiling their kids. You know, do what you want. Come to work whenever you want. Uh, yeah, we we're we're content. Look at look at our brand. They're very content with all their brands, but the fans aren't content anymore. And they're starting to get a little tired of it. So if I was the Lakers, Cowboys, and Yankees, I'd start figuring some stuff out. Because whatever you're doing ain't working anymore. The prestige and everything isn't enough to carry you. No team fears you anymore. They don't fear you. Purple and gold show up, whatever. Cowboys show up, that star, whatever. Yankees show up, all the the history, I don't care. We're going to beat you. Because we got better players. Um... And that's my thoughts on the Lakers, Cowboys, and Yankees. They're all a big, you know, all families that are spoiling their kids. <laughs> and that's our podcast for today. I love talking sports. There's so many great stories. You know, there, there's a lot you can get into. The Nets even. Kyrie Irving, what's going to happen with them? I can't wait to see what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. Uh, owner, GM, I think it was the owner, came out yesterday and said, we want players to play here. Um, and pretty much called out Kyrie. And fact of the matter is, he's got to play. I think Kyrie's got his heart in a lot of the right places. But you got to show up to work, man. Got to play. Got to put in that time. Just like every other NBA player. We want to see you play basketball. You're spectacular on the court. And I think you need to pay him yearly. Um, sign him to a contract. Pay to play. I think that's the only way to do it if you're going to keep him. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Love talking sports. Uh, subscribe to my podcast uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts uh, leave a review, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like uh, leave some stars if you want follow me on Instagram, Twitter uh, Facebook, all, the, all that good stuff alright guys, catch you next week